Okay, you all good? Let's do it. Hello and welcome to the B2C Lead Generation Podcast. You're listening to the B2C Lead Gen Podcast. My name is Daniel Hopewell here with Simon Delaney and this is episode 115, Quality or Quantity, the Great Lead Gen Debate. Now that sound, might sound a little bit grandiose, but bear with me. So when you first start buying or generating leads, one of the very first questions you ask yourself is what do you go after, quality or quantity? So Simon, before we kind of offer our own opinions on this, can we just clarify why that conflict exists and why people have to choose? So the conflict exists because people... I suspect want to feel like they're getting bang for their buck and that often materializes as volume. Yeah. Because they don't, they're not separating out that someone's data is, uh, yeah, it's as if data is data. So, um, as long as you're getting the data, um, the amount that you're getting is the key thing and then um you know it's like this imaginary process that like sales or marketing are gonna have to figure out how to convert it like that's that you know like it's almost like i'm sure it's someone in sales or marketing buying leads for example but it becomes this like you know well they'll figure out how to convert it that's sort of their problem so i'll just get the data um it's it's that kind of mindset because it, if you're if you're very close to the coal face, if you you sort of grasp very quickly that this is potentially an issue. Yeah, I mean it's interesting because we're, we're phrasing this as though it's one or the other, and it's not. That's not always the case. There's an opportunity to sort of blend what you do, but which we'll, we will cover. But just to sort of get get into the sort of mindset people are going to need to sort of tackle this question. Can you sort of just set out a few things people buying leads or generating leads need to consider before they can work out what is right for them? So I think the first thing is what, what are you expecting as an end result from the leads? This is always a good place to start. So when you're buying leads or when you're generating leads, whatever, what, what is the end thing that the end state of this lead what are you expecting to happen Hmm. um because the moment you start there it's very easy to then work backwards to decide well is that actually going to happen from this data is there enough intent behind it um and also it actually informs whether you're going to be going after more quality or quantity so let's take two real simple examples um that everyone understands and it's marketing qualified leads or sales qualified leads and why it's a good place to start is that marketing qualified leads often only contain email address um, as a contact method and you can have that with sales qualified leads as well but they often have a telephone number because someone's going to be calling them even though the sale might happen in a different way so obviously, if you're collecting someone's email address, for me personally, I'll give you my email address um, if I think I'm just going to get like a newsletter or something via email far more readily than I would my telephone number for you to be able to contact me. 
Mm. Now, the quality can still exist when I give my email address over. You know, like, what is it that I'm expecting to happen? It could be a sale, but it because it's like there's far less in, friction involved. Um, you're expecting more leads for a lower price. You're expecting a higher quantity of data than you would buying sales qualified leads where you're expecting a sale as a result. So the quality exists in both instances and a quantity exists, but it's um, that the real reason why you're deciding which one to get is all to do with how much bang you think you're getting for your buck. And this is where people make the mistake. I think actually it's an interesting point and it's worth here talking about actually what we mean as well by quality. I know that sounds a bit of a daft question, but we were talking about this earlier on today in a slightly different context, but it's still relevant that some people mistake accuracy for quality. Do you know what I mean by that? Like, just because a lead is accurate and correct doesn't necessarily mean it's a good lead. Yeah, exactly. So the, this is why we talk about intent so much because yeah. uh, accuracy doesn't add intent. This is a mistake people make with verification yeah. and qualification. You know, like it doesn't make a sale any more likely. Yeah. It just means that you could make a sale to this person. Um, having a like a live email address or a live telephone number means the data is good, but it doesn't mean the person's going to buy anything or they're actually interested. It just means like they're contactable. So that act, so the accuracy of someone's contact details is wildly different from the quality of the lead. Yes, it impacts quality in terms of like you know you don't want crap data. Um, and that, yeah, that's something that people uh, mistake all the time. Um, and it's just this misunderstanding between the intent of the individual and the accuracy of their data. So I can give you like 100% accurate data. I could give you a million records and you would never be able to sell a thing. But you'd be able to contact every single person but you can't sell a thing. Or I could give you three records and uh, one of them has bad data, but the other two of them you sell to. Um, so that's why, like, the accuracy of it doesn't necessarily like impact the quality in terms of conversions. So my next question, I feel like you've sort of hinted at where you may go with this, but I don't know if you will. I'm sure there are some nuances to it, but where do you kind of come down? On it, what on which side of the debate? If you if you were doing this, if you were buying leads, um, would you focus your attention on quality? I assume based on what you just said, or do you think there's ever an occasion where quantity is actually useful? I mean, the, the it's a tough one. There's there's call centers out there with thousands of people seeing them all over the country all over the world and no one wants to see anybody out of a job and nobody you know wants to impact these people and i'm sure in some instances depending on the product it serves a purpose 
Um, I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but it's got to be some, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd say you up to fail there. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm sure in some instances where you just have like loads of data and uh, little intent, um, you know, I don't know, people don't have email addresses or something or like, you know, they don't, there's no way of reaching certain people potentially other than like TV adverts. You think of older people, you know, I don't know if that's a thing maybe um but let me give you a, a sort of idea on this from b2b because obviously we market and sell data bowl b2b so we're heavily involved in b2c because that's what a lot of our clients do and that's what we need to be knowledgeable on yeah um but we're also heavily involved and you know do a lot in b2b in b2b there was a massive thing up until about a year ago where every like SDRs was a huge thing, massive sales development representatives. And there were podcasts people were making about sales development representatives. It was just everywhere. They were, you know, like it became being an SDR became this huge thing. Everybody on LinkedIn was an SDR. It almost became a desirable thing. You'd have people dropping out of uni going, I'm going to become an SDR. And there was a group of people small group and that's grown and growing more now because of the recession that happened they were going this is like all out of whack mm. what you need to concentrate on is generating demand and what that is is like just in a real simple way so we don't have to go through it all is like in market at any one time only three percent of people are ever going to buy because they're like in buying mode and so what you need to do is appeal to the other 97%. And what you're trying to do is get in their consideration set so that when it comes to buying uh, and they need to make a decision, they've got like three potential options in their mind. You are one of the options. The 3% that have probably already decided who they're going to go with anyway, right? So this is 97% that you need to concentrate on. So what you're trying to do if you're going like mass quantity is of leads just moving this back to b2c and applying this in a way is you're trying to find the needle in the haystack of the people that are trying to buy right now right you might be hitting some of the like people are on and you know but how often do cold calls do that how you know like the low intent emails probably do actually like i might sign up to some holiday program or something i'm not going to buy right now it's january but in the summer i might do um so what my question is is and it is really a question because i some people depend on their products and their vertical and whatever might be able to answer this better than me is it are you is what you're doing going to influence the vast majority of people that aren't going to buy right now? Are you impacting that positively by buying low intent leads at mass quantity and hitting them with mm. whatever you're hitting them with, especially sales qualified leads or sales leads or sales calls and stuff? That's a question you need to ask. So in B2B, what was decided? You just market, 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 market. It becomes inbound and you don't need hardly any salespeople because it's like very few leads. But when you do get leads, they convert very, very highly um, because everything's out there. So is the is it the same in B2C 
uh, in some verticals, I'd probably argue that it is. Um, it, it needs to be much more of a sort of marketing program, which potentially points that you could go uh, more like marketing qualified leads, which cost less. You can buy a lot more and you market to much more um, of the people that aren't ready to buy right now and um, potentially have less salespeople and drip them into sort of sales funnels and you need to analyze um, their activity via the marketing activity that you're doing. It's complicated though, right? It's not, um, this is why the quality versus quantity debate exists. Um, if it were me- a short podcast if, like if they wanted to debate it, you'd be done. Yeah, if it was me personally, yeah, I'd, I, I'd err on the side of quality constantly. But I'd set up funnels that have marketing qualified leads, put budget behind that, start marketing heavily, um, but analyze everything to a much greater depth and then have sales qualified leads that sort of move out of that marketing program and then generate sales qualified leads at a very high intent level separately. Um, that's probably what I would do for a lot of products and verticals. But that, it'd have to be on a case-by-case -case basis, right? Someone would have to send yeah. me an email going like, what about this one? And I'll tell them what I think. The interesting thing is, though, you're answering this from an objective viewpoint. So you're sort of seeing how the company works as a whole. Mm. We're assuming that marketing and sales are working together on this and there's no sort of siloing between the departments. But... I imagine there are contexts where the marketing say is buying leads in high sales and they're, they're thinking, right, my job is to sort of say, look at the CRM, it's full. You're going to do your thing because they look great because they're bringing all these leads in. But then the sales are thinking, like, I just want people to actually convert. So I'm sure it's almost like comes down to who's buying the leads and whether there's sort of a difference between them. It's funny, I had a meeting yesterday, actually. I completely forgot about it. Um, with a guy at a call center who was working with a B2B brand and a B2C brand. The B2C one was energy, because it's sort of picking up again. Um, and the B2B one was energy as well, actually. They were both energy, different um, clients. And he wanted to meet me because he was having great difficulty with both things they were using list data and like low intent data and they were getting low DMC rates and whatever else. Um, and I said to him, like, you've, you've got to think about the end consumer. Um, why would they like convert? You know, I, it just doesn't make any sense. You're not, they were either getting like low intent leads like a high volume and list data, I think maybe some high intent, but even the high intent they were sort of struggling with. And it, th and this really comes back to the point of quality versus quantity is the user experience, mm. the consumer who's going to buy, right? You are a consumer yourself. I'm a consumer. You're a consumer. Everyone listening to this is a consumer. What do you buy? What makes you buy? What's the trigger? What makes you interested? It's never a fucking cold call, is it? Is it though? You know, like I don't even answer cold calls. Like I don't fucking know if like I get one. I assume I assume it must work at some point, but like <laughs> yeah. you know. So 
when do I convert? Something really piques my interest. Advertising spot on. I've asked to be contacted. Something has happened. Someone really great marketing has happened. Or it's a brand that I like or trust or, you know, this stuff is just like as old as time. As old as the debate of quantity versus quality is the same thing that really is like, the thing is what you're talking about is how much of the user experience you are willing to sacrifice in order to get more data. Um, it's quite an interesting way of putting it. So that's kind of what I said to the guy yesterday. I was like, "Yeah, this is what you're doing wrong. This is where you need to change. Um, and uh, yeah, we're going to explore it further with him. I'll let you know. Okay. Well, I mean, I think you said something early on there, which I think is probably the most relevant point to this podcast in that it depends on who you're talking to you need to know more about what the company does what their position is what they're after all these kind of things and obviously we're speaking generally on behalf of all listeners but i want to end this by like as usual trying to sort of end on something people could take away and think about and hopefully use to help um so can you suggest a few ways that people listening can work out how to get the sort of the perfect thing for them that's a blend of the two or one or the other but how they can identify and work out what works for them yeah i think i can suggest two things when i had to think about this so the first is i'd recommend everyone goes marketing qualified leads and sales qualified leads and treat them separately and market to the marketing qualified ones and sell to sales qualified because you're looking to create your own pipeline from marketing qualified up to sales qualified mm -hmm. um so that's maybe one tip um the other is let's say in sales qualified lead you need to you've got to break down the channel the leads came from ppc affiliate facebook native whatever they are you need to track each source of data independently we've spoken at length in previous podcasts about tracking app, absolutely everything and that sort of helps sales. But the reason why you're breaking down source and channel is you're looking to measure the conversion rates of each one. And what you want to do is create a blend, let's say in sales qualified leads, of high performing and low performing in order to get a desired volume that you believe is going to power your business. And within that blend, you measure two things. One is the overall performance of the blend. This is just your conversion rate, right? So when you look at like reports and we go, we've got 15% conversion rate today. And what you do is just set a minimum threshold that's going to hit ROI uh, or CPA, whatever. So, you know, 15%, let's say you're like going to lose money at 10%. So you go, we've got to hit 15%, then we're making profit and blah, 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 whatever. And then within each of the sources, you have a minimum threshold of performance that you're absolutely willing to accept that would probably be, be below um, what makes you profitable. So below 10% in order to um, maintain volume 
but it's the absolute lowest that you could ever stomach knowing that your overall threshold could be 15% still, but this one source at this volume might be at 8% because you need that in order to fuel the rest of it. And you just set benchmarks for these so that when um, the performance dips on either one, you can actually do something about it rather than like only finding out um, when it's too late, you know, like the end of a month and you've had three weeks of poor performance from one source. So what you're looking for is an overall benchmark of performance um, and then an individual level a benchmark of performance. And that, I would suggest, is how you maintain the balance between quality and quantity. For whatever, whatever it is that you're looking to try and achieve. So that's the tip. And I do the same in marketing. So when you're sending out emails, it might be, you know, it's a longer lead time. So you trying to measure other things potentially, which is like engagement with the email or potentially pipeline in sales qualified leads. Um, but th th this is like a balance between the sale, the quantity and quality that I think you can create. Just it's about like what your minimum possible thresholds are. Yeah. And like you say, what works for you. Yeah. Um, or, I mean, we haven't, if you were listening to that podcast from the start and we're hoping we resolve the debate forever, we haven't done that, but we have hopefully given listeners a few tools and tactics they can use to solve their own debate and work out what's best for them, which was uh, ultimately the aim. That was episode 115, Quality or Quantity, The Great Lead Gen Debate. Thanks for listening to the B2C Lead Generation Podcast. Be sure to hit subscribe to hear more from those at the very cutting edge of the lead gen world.